I am the true vine and my father is the vine grower, he says. He tells us that in John 15. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you, just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. About ten years ago, my son Kenny decided he wanted to become a farmer. So he took the back, back backyard and created a vegetable garden. I mean a big vegetable garden. He tilled the soil. He put new soil in. He, he edged it with big pieces of wood. He enclosed it. He put a fence on it and planted all kinds of vegetables, including white corn. Oh, how we looked forward to that white corn. Oh, it would be the epitome of the whole growing season. We watched it grow. We went over to it tenderly, pollinating it early on. Yeah, we're from the north, from the city, like this. We watched it grow all summer. We watched those ears of corn growing. Oh, we were excited. On August 1st, on August 1st, we saw that it was just a few days before the big harvest. The next morning, just before we were to go out, Kenny prepared to go out and check things out. And we watched from our kitchen sink something very strange. The stalks going to and fro like this, but there was no wind. There was no wind. We, we watched it for several moments, and then we realized that a scurry of squirrels were partaking in a country buffet in the Goodrich background. Yes, they, they had a feast. We had nothing but plucked stalks and squirrel-bitten corn. All that work, all that patience, all those expectations down the tubes. Oh, man. When, when I think about the text that we read this morning, I wonder how hard it must have been, or even how hard it is now, to care for a vineyard. You plant a stalk and with three nodes on it, you put it in the soil, you water it sparingly, you make sure the soil is just right. And once you plant the plant, it may take three years before it produces any fruit. Then as the plant becomes dormant, 
Oh, for about a year, you cut it and prune it. The young branches get all cut. The suckers get all cut out. Essentially, the very last new growth is cut. So what you have left is a vine. And that vine can grow for hundreds of years. And you can cut some of the good branches off and plant them in the soil. And they, in turn, become a host plant. Vineyards have rows and rows of single plants that may run for acres. And once you have a grape that tastes just right, oh, it can be very profitable. Oh, but it can be very risky. In the vineyard, the best grapes are produced closest to that central vine. And that's where all the nutrients are. They're pruned and they're kept short so they can grow gradually and produce the most fruit. God performed the ultimate pruning by offering up the sun, pruning our sins away. It was in that pruning we were able to get grafted into the vine. Our Savior is the true vine. God is the grower. We are the branches. The grower wants to, be, wants to have a fruitful vineyard and a fruitful yield, wants to be prosperous forever. But God prunes so that we might live. And Jesus calls on us to abide in him, to stay close to him, to listen to his words, and to live by his words. The vine bears fruit, not by the fruit's action, not by the fruit's action, but because the vine was pruned by the vine dresser. Now we are held together and part of the vine. We too bear fruit because of our union with Jesus the Christ. We are cleansed and strengthened by his words. We grow in his words and in his life and in his resurrection. We are grafted onto the vine. We find a home. We find a place. We find a purpose in our Savior. And as he lives, as we live, part of the vine, we abide in our Savior. And his words live in us through our devotion to him. In that devotion, we find joy. And in the joy, the fruit of Jesus Christ is grown and harvested. We must, you and I, must remain entwined in him and with him, attuned to him and he to us. The incredible results is that because we abide in him and he in us, then hear this good news, hear this good news, whatever we ask, will come to pass. Because we are centered on God, not ourselves. Without or apart from the vine, we are nothing. And there can be no fruit. Tied together in the vine, oh, the things that can be done. To be part of his vine means that Jesus Christ is not just a series of nice teachings. Not just a theological concept of love which exists merely in our heads, it's not just a way of life. Jesus is an event of liberation, a happening in our lives, in the lives of the oppressed, struggling for freedom, for justice, and for equality. Therefore, to know Jesus is to encounter him in the history of the weak and the helpless. We are liberated from an old way of life, an old way of thinking, an old way of being, and an old way of ministering. 
This liberation means that we are called to be elbow to elbow with him as he feeds the hungry or heals the sick, as he stands knee deep in the injustice and the suffering that's all around us. It means that the, that the vine, that the vine we are part of requires us to learn to be inclusive in his love, regardless of our skin color, regardless of our age, our size, our gender, our sexuality. That is why, as James Cohen said, it can be rightly said that there can be no knowledge of Jesus Christ independent of the history and culture of the oppressed. Our Savior invites us, counsels us, and reminds us that without him and what he did for us, we can do nothing. We can do nothing. Without love for our brothers and sisters, we are separated from the vine. Folks, when we move farther away from the central vine and the tenets and the teachings of Jesus Christ our Savior, we are separated and our lives, our society, our world, we begin to crumble and fall all around us. If what we say, what comes out of our mouths or what is espoused to the world as followers of Jesus does not reflect his actions, his teachings, his face, we are separated from the central vine and we run the risk of being pruned. In and with Jesus as we follow his teachings and his words, you and I can bear fruit that is worthy of our Lord. We share in our Lord and he is part of us. Friends, over the last almost two years, can you believe it? It's almost two years since I got here. Two years. I have seen and I hope you have as well, this place blossoming and growing. There is an energy that's buzzing around. There's laughter. There's laughter. There is hunger for biblical studies. There's hunger for the word. We have gathered together as a body of Christ to come together embodying the true nature of Christ himself to love, to love because that is what defines our relationship among each other and with God. Being part of the vine carries an incredible responsibility to carry on in the work of Jesus Christ, the one he calls each of us. He calls us by name, each of us to a ministry. It's a simple ministry. It's to love your neighbor, to love God, with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength to love everybody, regardless of what we look like. Even the squirrels. Even the squirrels. Yes. <laughs> I have to be reminded of that every day as I look at those blasted squirrels. Yes. Even the squirrels. I was reminded that even the squirrels need to eat. So buy them some peanuts instead of bird food. <laughs> buy them some peanuts instead of feeding them corn. Yes. Love everyone and everything, for it is God's omnipotent grace, grace, that we come together as a body of Christ. Amen. Let us pray.